Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN2, hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. CC back with us in the new year. Smalls has officially become once again Midwest Michelle. As she is in St. Louis mm-hmm. at 101 ESPN, I am still in West Palm at ESPN West Palm. Good morning, Smalls. Good morning, Owen Cohen. Yes. Oh, oh I- God. <laughs> Uh, you're never going to live this down, but Midwest Clearly. Michelle is back joining Owen Cohen today. I am back at my my station, 101 ESPN, back in the Midwest, back in St. Louis, and I have to tell you, it feels great. Evan, it feels great to be back. How was the travel day yesterday, though? You know, not great. It was <laughs> not great for several reasons. Um, my connecting flight was delayed quite some time, and it was delayed on the plane, and everyone on the plane was coughing and sneezing. Oh, great. That's wonderful. So I'm 100% sure that I'm going to get sick. So as soon as I finally get some time off, get some time to relax, get some time to sp- spend with my friends and family, I know I'm going to get sick. There is no way with the woman sitting next to me coughing and sneezing for a good four hours consecutively that I'm not going to get sick. Can I just understand and can the world understand here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 what the difference between Michelle is and Midwest Michelle. Because there's this brand around Midwest Michelle that I right. guess you're not technically that when we're in our New York studios. What's the difference between Michelle and Midwest Michelle? Midwest Michelle is uber polite. She is very nice. She's very sweet. She is just low maintenance. She loves corn. She loves to party in cornfields. She is just as down home as it comes. A bonfire while we're drinking a Bud Light? You betcha. She would look at New York City Michelle drinking cocktails on a rooftop bar and she would she would just shudder because that is not who Midwest Michelle is. How dare you steal my corn bit? Corn's my thing. That's now becoming my thing. Last night I had a corn and crab soup. I'm going all in yeah, in Florida. I'm going all in on anything corn is what's happening right now with me. All so right. maybe yeah. you have a Midwestern heart. Well, I did go to the University of Wisconsin, so I spent a bunch of time in the Midwest. So I think that's right. part of that. All right. Well, tonight, uh, Midwest Michelle is not going to enjoy this because no. we have Thursday night football this evening between the Rams and the Saints. Both teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. Both teams hovering around the playoffs right now. You obviously are an anti-Rams person because they left your city, even though you never actually acknowledge that they left L.A. to come to your city. Anyway. Circumstances um, were different. Context oh matters. Boy, why did I bring this up? Circumstances oh were different and context matters. Okay. What, that's on me. I should not have brought that up. But anyway. Just, just saying. Midwest Michelle is back. Oh she is God. back. Oh, <laughs> God. Here we go. Let's, let's get New York Michelle back. So here's the thing I was wondering about this. And you're not going to like this because okay, great. your team that you don't like, the Rams, fit the bill on this. Is there a Cinderella Super Bowl team this year? And when I say a Cinderella Super Bowl team, I mean a team that's not the obvious. I mean, like, you can't sit there and say, 
Yeah, I think the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, we, yeah, we get that. I think the Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, I get that. I think the Eagles or the Cowboys or even the Lions or the Chiefs. I also don't even think you could say the nine seed in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. I don't think any of those teams, the Miami Dolphins, do not fit. The Rams, to me, feel like the team, if somebody said, hey, we are going to have a Cinderella Super Bowl team, which you don't see often, but you have seen. Rewind the clock back to 2010 with the Green Bay Packers as a sixth seed, right, going to the Super Bowl. If I told you there was a Cinderella Super Bowl team, the team with the head coach that has won a Super Bowl and been to two, the team with the quarterback that has won the Super Bowl, the team with the star-wide receiver that has won a Super Bowl in Cooper Cup, and Stafford is the quarterback, of course, and the team with a big-time defensive lineman in Aaron Donald, who was their best player on a Super Bowl team, like, that is a logical pick, in my mind, for a Cinderella Super Bowl team. Could we actually see that this year, Smalls? And if it's not the Rams, who could it be? Well, I don't think it's going to be the Rams, and this has nothing nothing to do with my sentiment towards the Rams. Even though they've been a tough out and they have taken some good teams a la Baltimore right up to the to the edge of the cliff, they've had them on the ropes, they weren't able to bring it home. The same reason why we look at the Miami Dolphins and wonder if their suspect should be applied to the L.A. Rams. They really haven't beaten anybody, Evan. I'm looking at their wins. Who, what's their best win? Over Cleveland, maybe? That's a good win. That's a good win, but I, I one good win over Cleveland. I don't know. I, I don't know why you think Buffalo doesn't fit into this Cinderella story. Is it because they've had playoff success before? Well, they haven't really had the playoff success. I mean, they, well, I, let me rephrase. They've had playoff success, but not the ultimate success. Because I feel like everybody is choosing Buffalo right now. Like, how many times you have the conversation with people, like this week and, and the last couple of weeks on our show, where we've sat there and said, hey, if they get in, they're a real threat to maybe make a run. That, that the, You can sit there and say that the nine seed in the AFC is actually playing like the best team in football and still may not get in the playoffs. In my mind, we have, we have had enough of a conversation around Buffalo where I can't necessarily look at them as a Cinderella. I'm willing to listen as to why you want to make that case, but I don't look at Buffalo as a Cinderella because we thought they could go there before this season. So I guess... I'm confused as to why the Rams would be a Cinderella. I mean, maybe because of a losing stretch that they had in the middle of the season. Maybe because we expected them to be in a rebuilding year. But it's hard for me to view a team that still has their quarterback, their best defensive player, their best offensive player, and their head coach that won a Super Bowl a hand a few years, what, two years ago, as, a, as an actual Cinderella. That's hard for me to go there. Well, because they're not a team that anyone has discussed making a run. They're not. Like, like the Green gonna... Bay Packers to me right now would be a Cinderella. Okay, if, go for it. Let's hear it. If they were to get in and they were to go on a run, that's a team that we thought as long as you just have a winning season or as long as at the end of this you feel comfortable that you have the guy in Jordan Love moving forward, that's a successful season. I don't think anybody expected the Green Bay Packers uh, with, with Jordan Love taking over from Aaron Rodgers and the way this team is constructed to be able to go on a Super Bowl run. That would be more of a Cinderella story to me. No, no, and I 100% agree with you. I just don't think they're capable of doing it. Like, I don't think they're capable of doing it. Like, I, I wrote down and thinking about this with the Saints and the Rams tonight, Thursday night football, is there a Cinderella Super Bowl team? Here are the teams that I wrote down that in my head people could theoretically choose from. Cincy? Indy, Houston, Pittsburgh, Denver, Tampa, Minnesota, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Packers. That is a long list, Evan. Well, I'm saying those are the teams that I would deem to be hovering around the postseason 
or in the postseason that if somehow, so, some way, they made this improbable run to the Super Bowl, I'd deem that a Cinderella. In other words, if you were to bring up the Ravens, obviously, the Dolphins, Chiefs, Jaguars, Bills, Browns are interesting. Because the Browns are dominant defensively. They're on their fourth-string quarterback. You and I believe that Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year, should be hovering around coach of the year, especially if they win 12 games with a fourth-string quarterback. Do we look at them as – I mean, I guess it's the the Browns and the Lions. Are they automatically Cinderella's because of the names? Because they of the could, history? They could have a one seed, Evan, and we would think that that's a Cinderella story somehow. <laughs> so, But that's – but based on the team, we if, if I told you a – a 13-win NFC team made the Super Bowl, you can't call that a Cinderella. But then if I put Javante Lawrence, our producer's uh, favorite team's name on it, the Detroit Lions, it would feel like a Cinderella, right? It but absolutely would but because not. of their DNA, because of their history. Yeah, I don't I don't look at it that way this year. But I understand like Detroit and, and Cleveland are interesting as to whether or not they fit in that Cinderella category. But we have two teams tonight playing on Thursday Night Football. Both are 7-7 seven and seven in the Rams and the Saints. That we're asking you guys as part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dots of Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. Is there a possible Cinderella team? If I said to you right now, you have to go, you're going on ESPN bet. You're betting a dollar as to this team, longest odds possible, basically. I am picking them to go to the Super Bowl because to me, it would be the Rams. Do I, do I think the Rams are going to go on the road and beat San Francisco? No, I don't. Do I think they could go on the road and upset one of Dallas and Philadelphia? Probably not, but like... But you had to squint to say it. I mean, is it hard to, to picture that? It's it's like, for me, it's not... I mean, Pat Costello, you are our producer. You are a Eagles fan. If I told you the Rams came into Philly and upset you guys in the playoffs. Is that, like, that shocking? It would not be that shocking, no. I mean, I, I struggle to see the Rams as a Cinderella in general, but yeah, no, it would not be that shocking. Wait, so the Rams at 7-7 seven and seven are not a Cinderella because of the core that's done this before? Correct, because what... of their quarterback exactly. and coach, and they've won a Super Bowl already together and stuff. Correct. I, I, just, I struggle to see them as, like, this, wow, they sure came out of nowhere. Actually, I think the Browns with Flacco now are way more on that list. I agree with Pat. I mean, think about over, despite the projections for the Browns being better than the Rams were at the beginning of the season, everything that they've had to endure and now overcome makes them more of a Cinderella to me than a a core on both sides of the ball and a head coach and quarterback. Well, I guess the best player on defense, best player on offense, quarterback and head coach, that core together that has won a Super Bowl in recent years. Even though we didn't expect the Rams to be this good, we didn't expect them to be in a position where we would even talk about them going to the playoffs. Because of those players, I can't go there with them being a Cinderella. So, so again, let me just be clear on this. You're telling me the Browns in your mind are more of a Cinderella to go to the Super Bowl than the Rams would be? Evan, they're on their fourth quarterback. I they get got it, Joe but look Flacco at the record. The couch. I get it, and I'm not. I, I'm open to the concept of the Browns being considered a Cinderella, but they have more wins than the Rams do. The Rams are seven and seven. I don't even think people would be shocked if they lost tonight to the Saints, right? And I'm still saying that they're the most likely Cinderella. But I guess all the uh, how you define Cinderella, which again, I wouldn't define Buffalo as that, and you would. I don't know that I'm comfortable necessarily defining Detroit as that, and you would because you're looking. You're, and listen, it's impossible, Smalls, for me to argue against what you're bringing up, which is the history. 
Right? Mm-hmm. I can't sit there and say you're wrong about the Browns and the Lions' history. They've been a disaster historically. So, yeah, I, I guess if you're saying they're Cinderella's, then sure, they're going to have a better shot than anyone else. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, telephone number to get in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. We want to hear from you guys. Thursday night football tonight between the Saints and the Rams. If I told you and we told you there was a Cinderella team that made the Super Bowl this year, who would you pick? Not to win it necessarily, but to make the Super Bowl. That a team goes on a, a magical run to make the Super Bowl. Who's the Cinderella team that you would pick? The Miami Dolphins cannot be considered a Cinderella with how they've played this year. But the Miami Dolphins are making statements. They don't want to hear anything we have to say. We'll say it anyway. Next, it's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Midwest Michelle Smallman at 101 ESPN in St. Louis. I am Evan Cohen at ESPN West Palm. CC back with us. In the new year. We're going to get into the conversation about the disrespect game. It's that time of year. Oh, we're being disrespected. Uh-oh. Dolphins and Ravens are playing that game here, Smalls. But we got Thursday night football tonight between the Rams and the Saints. And we're asking you guys in the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN today to pick a Cinderella Super Bowl team. Now, here's where now a new debate is now coming into this conversation. You are saying... State your case, because I think most people agree with you and disagree with me already on this. Lions and Browns automatically Cinderella's despite what they're doing because of their history, correct? That's what you're saying on this one? Absolutely, because how many times have we seen those two franchises have a lot of talent, have everything in place to go make a run, and it doesn't happen? If they were to actually do it, actually push through, especially the Browns on their fourth quarterback this season, that's a Cinderella story to me. More than a a team in the Rams who, even though we didn't expect them to be in this position, we didn't expect them to be poised to be a playoff disruptor, they still have so many star players from a team that won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Yes, I know there's only a few that remain, but still, if you have the quarterback, a defensive player, an offensive player, and a head coach who've been there, done that, at the highest level, that means something to me. 
Yeah, it's a very fair point. And watch, the Rams are definitely going to lose tonight as a result of me hyping <laughs> them up here as the possible Cinderella. All right, let's get some calls in here. Rick in Dayton watching on ESPN2. What's up, Rick? Morning. Hey, listen, how could it be anybody but the Browns? I've been watching my call before for 60 years. Last time they were anything was back when Jim Brown played in 63. Man, that's 60 years. They, uh, most times, they're out of the playoff run by the fifth or sixth game of the season. So uh, it's got to be the Browns. You guys have a good day. All right, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, but this this is the thing, and this is Smalls where you're going, where it's a fair take of, like, of course they're a Cinderella. Look at the history. And I'm saying, well, if we just apply it to this year, they're a 9-5 and football team. They have the Texans this weekend, likely without C.J. Stroud. They have the Jets and the Bengals the rest of the way. Like, those are all three winnable games. They're going to finish with 12 wins, more likely than not. Yes, fourth-string quarterback, but a fourth-string quarterback who's won a Super Bowl. I mean, to be fair, and Joe Flacco, so I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, and we're looking at the laundry, and we're looking at the uniform, and we're looking at the history there with that. Um, Sean in Phoenix, listening on 98.7 in Phoenix. What's up, Sean? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I just want to point out the fact that I think there's a difference between a Cinderella season, which the Lions and Browns are having, versus a Cinderella playoff run. So reality, you got to pick one of those teams that are hovering around 500 that barely get in that make it to the Super Bowl. So that's very fair. Yes, but are but let me ask a follow up then: Are the are the Browns and the Lions actually having a Cinderella season when we all thought they were going to be good this year? Based off of their history, you have to say they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Smalls. Evan, even though we expected the Browns to be good, there were so many unfortunate circumstances that have happened to them this year, particularly at the quarterback position, that would have taken any team down, let alone the Cleveland Browns. I mean, think about just the Deshaun Watson situation as an outlier. You paid this guy over $200 million guaranteed. You put your reputation on the line to bring him in because you thought you were a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. And then he doesn't perform outside of one good half of football, and then he's out for the season. The that happening to any franchise should derail them, regardless of the talent around them. Look at the New York Jets, but we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns should not be able to overcome that. Then they go through two other quarterbacks and pull Joe Flacco off the couch. That's a Cinderella story if I've ever heard one. Juan in Virginia on ESPN two. What's up, Juan? Hey, I'm, I can I understand with the Lions and the Browns, but I feel like the Rams can um, Rams are a similar story. Yes, that Super Bowl run during that year, um, they had almost everybody that kind of broke the bank with getting Von Miller and uh, Beckham um, and all that. So I mean, you kind of was going to see them, but now after that Super Bowl run, they had a horrible season. They didn't have a lot of money, and now they have a one of the youngest defensive line, and they improved throughout the season. And Coop hasn't been really the same. You got Nuka that stepped up. So people are stepping up. So I feel like this is a similar story because a lot of people are stepping up. Staffers actually can play with a lot of these kind of new players. People are stepping up. So I feel like that's a similar story because those players are stepping up and they can make it to the Super Bowl and showing Stafford can overcome the downfalls of what they, uh, what they have as a young team, new players and all that. I feel like that is Cinderella's story because he has, he's, he's able to pull those players and pull them to a playoff run and even maybe a Super Bowl run, run. So I feel like that could be a Cinderella story in that as they could come back from nobody who's even talking about them with a young team like they have now. Yeah, I think that's all fair because I think we, we're looking at the core group, Smalls, with the Rams, and we're looking mm-hmm. at the people that have been there and done that at the core positions, which is really not all that matters, but it matters a lot, like having a quarterback and a coach that you trust, of course. 
but everybody else is different. So that's why at 7-7 seven and seven playing Thursday Night Football tonight against the Saints, if, if we're going to say the Rams could be one of those teams that has a chance, potentially, to make this Cinderella run, I, I, I do think it's a little bit different than it was in years past with them. Yeah, that's a good point about the players stepping up. Like, who saw Puka Nakua coming? You know, who saw him being this productive for them? Well, I sure as heck didn't because I called him Nuka Pakua earlier in the season. <laughs> I got his name wrong. So, I mean, you, I mean, yes, exactly right, Smoltz. Uh, yes. Chase, go ahead, I'm sorry. We did, we, I was just going to say, we didn't expect that. We didn't expect that one. <laughs> Chase in Louisiana, 104.9. What's up, Chase? Yeah, how y'all doing? Good morning. I got a Cinderella team. They play it tonight, too. You all are Saints, baby. Who that? I got a All right, let's, let's talk about that. Slow. Make the case. Make the case for the Saints. Let's hear it. Right, right, right. We started off a little slow. We started off a little slow, but now our defense has our been holding up all season. I mean, hey, we had three games this year. Nobody even scored a touchdown. So, I mean, it, it's it's kind of rough. Whenever our offense was starting off like that, we couldn't, um, I mean, we couldn't score points ourselves. So, I mean, it just, it just take for tag. I mean, special teams are starting to, starting to, Get in there, into their own. I mean, we got we got the weapons. We got the weapons also. It just, I think it took a little while for us to click with the new quarterback and new system going on. So, I yeah, think, the I Saints think we Saints are an at. interesting one. Saints are an interesting one. So they're seven and seven, like the Rams playing tonight Thursday night football. Their three games they have remaining are winnable. Their three games they have remaining are also losable because when you're a seven and seven team, that's what they are, right? You have at the Rams tonight, at the Bucks, home against the Falcons. Here's where I have a tough time picking the Saints as that Cinderella Super Bowl team, Smalls. Okay. You're asking me to pick Derek Carr? Like, at least if you're going to pick the Browns, Flacco's been there. At least Mm -hmm. if you're going to pick the Lions, Goff has been there. At least if I'm going to pick the Rams, Stafford's been there. And I understand it's not fair. At some point, you got to pick somebody to get there the first time. I ain't picking Derek Carr to get there. No but wouldn't that make it even more of a Cinderella? Yes. If it's Derek Carr that does it, and if an yes. NFC South team does it this oh year. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would, th- like, retroactively, that would throw off everything we've discussed about the NFC South all year long, about how terrible that division is, and then all of a sudden they produce a Super Bowl team. That's ridiculous. 8 at 8 say ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line. We'll get more of your phone calls in on the possible Cinderella Super Bowl team, plus the disrespect game. The Ravens. And the Dolphins are both playing that this late in the season. But first, Smalls has this from O, O, O. O'Reilly. Cece does that much better than I do. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with Syntec, full synthetic high mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high mileage and a MicroGuard select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply, see store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec high mileage exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com, along with Midwest Michelle Smallman, who's broadcasting live from our great station in St. Louis, 101 ESPN. I am Evan Cohen, live at our great station here in West Palm, ESPN West Palm. CC back with us in the new year. Small is at that time of year. It's that time of the year. It's the weird, disrespected time of the year, and nobody gives us the respect, and nobody thinks we're any good. We saw a round of it yesterday with two of the best teams in the NFL. So Kyle Hamilton, Ravens safety, they're getting ready for the Niners, the biggest game of the weekend this weekend. The Niners are favored at home by five and a half, which really means the Niners are favored by two and a half because the home team just get, gets three points in terms of the spread normally. So let's call it two and a half. So okay, the Niners are amazing, and they're mm-hmm. favored at home. Kyle Hamilton, Raven safety, on the matchup this weekend. The 11-3s and threes are not created equal right now in terms of the 49ers versus us, and we feel a little disrespected by that. I feel like we are the best team in the league, and uh, we've got an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Um, Midwest Michelle, yes. what is he talking about? I'm unsure because I don't see any disrespect flying the Baltimore Ravens way. I think most people are picking them to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, Evan. We're How talking- dare you? That's disrespectful. <laughs> My bad. I, di- I didn't mean to offend Baltimore. Please forgive me. But I I get why they would maybe need to manufacture some sort of bulletin board material at this type of year to to get that chip on their shoulder to maybe propel them or help them lock in a little bit more moving forward. But this seems to be self-generated. And I don't really... I guess, Evan, I can't point to any person or any one specific thing that has happened all season long to say that the Baltimore Ravens are disrespected. Now, Lamar Jackson, maybe. We should be talking about him all the time and the value he brings to the team. We should be talking about how he can win in different ways, what a weapon he is. We should be talking about him maybe being on the same level as some of these other guys that we talk about. But the Baltimore Ravens in general, absolutely no disrespect. Excellent, excellent, excellent point. You just scripted Kyle Hamilton's disrespect better than he gave it out. What he should have done is what Smalls just said. He should have done the, I don't understand why Brock Purdy is MVP favorite. Our guy should be the MVP favorite. He's done it before. He's leading us to 11 wins this year. We're the best team in the AFC. He could have gone with the AFC's better than the NFC. I'm not sure it is or it isn't, but like in this case of this conversation, you just gave him an actual realistic, logical disrespect game argument better than the one he had smalls why didn't he go there absolutely and if you're manufacturing bulletin board material evan who's who better to rally around than that guy your unquestioned leader the guy who can carry you to victory to me that seems like more of the place to to channel this frustration than your team in general because no one's saying that the baltimore ravens are not a super bowl contender no one's saying that they're not legit that's just absolutely not happening so it continues, though. We also have the disrespect game with Miami Dolphins. You know, the team that is excellent this year, but the team that has no win that it's a signature win yet, right? And so uh, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, getting ready for the Cowboys this weekend, gave his version of what Kyle Hamilton had to say for the Ravens. 
I instructed the players to anything other than concerning yourself with the next opponent, which for us is the Dallas Cowboys, and any other narrative um, that has to do with good teams or playoff seeds or the next three game, all that stuff, I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, <laughs> F off. With all due respect. Um, because all we're focused on is the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, Smalls is favorite. With all due respect. The bleep off. With all due respect. Yeah. You love that. That's your favorite. Does that, can you say, can you tell somebody to bleep off with any level of respect? I think think so. I think you can too. I think you can. Like, I think if you're friends with somebody and you tell them to bleep off, that's kind of like, hey, we're friends. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear and we'll keep it pushing. Yeah. I think that that is fair. But I like, again, then it's narrative. If it's fact, it's not narrative narrative. That's just like that's that's the fact. That's the story. The Miami Dolphins don't have like dominant great wins this year. Their quarterback Tua had this to say about some of those narratives. I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things, but all the narratives about it. I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am, that is the only time I am at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 <laughs> I could care less about it. Like, sure. Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not, like, I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like, that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. So, Whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, take clips out, out of what I just said. Do it. Do what you need to do. Like that, I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games. I gotta be honest. I kind of love that from Tua. I know everybody's kind of ripping it. I kind of love it. I absolutely love it too because he's right. All those things have been said about him. If anyone should be throwing the disrespect card, it is probably Tua because he's done a great job this season. And yet there are all of these conversations happening around him qualifying his success. Oh, it's Tyreek. Oh, it's Jalen Waddle. Oh, it's Mike McDaniel's scheme. He's not as much of a game breaker as some of these other guys. He's absolutely right to feel disrespected. I, I co-sign with two on that one. But, Smalls, we got to focus in on really the important thing that he said there. And this has been said now in back-to-back days in sports about keeping receipts. John Morant talked about it, and now two is talking about it. Do you actually keep any receipts? I don't mean oh. figuratively. I mean literally. Like literally when you purchase something, are there receipts you actually keep in life? Oh, you you don't mean the people that have wronged you list. You mean no. if I'm going to CVS, yes. am I taking the receipt yes. and putting it in the shoebox for my yes. accountant? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking, right? I mean, I guess you can, I answer, you can answer it both ways. Do you keep receipts of the people that, that wronged you? And do you actually keep literal paper receipts? Evan, I'm Italian. Of course I know everyone who's ever crossed me. There is a list right here. I don't even need to write it down. There are people who are dead to me lifetime ban. The list is locked and loaded right here at all times. But Which, by the way, I I experienced the other day. We're in the car. We're driving to to ESPN West Palm. And Smalls is telling me a story about a couple of people. And the way in which she told me this story, I, I could tell, like, oh, my. I've never seen this side of her. And it was like it was the, it was about these two people and their relationship with each other and somehow they brought her in for guidance and counsel uh-huh. as friends and she got this like okay. All right, you want to do that? All right, we'll see what's up. Like she got that I'm going to keep receipts mentality on these people. So I know you do it in that regard. 
I got a little nervous the other day when you were doing that. I'm just throwing that out there. But I do keep receipts, like actual receipts. Physical ones? Yeah. Why is that, Evan? I mean, we live in a digital world. You don't I, need to keep physical paper receipts anymore. I mean, have you seen my show notes? <laughs> yeah, I, but I like I to write, write my down. show notes. I like to write things down as well because I find I retain the information more. That there's no comp as to why you should keep the paper receipts. It's not as if you can't access it digitally. The information that you need. Do you yeah, also but, balance your checkbook by hand? People have uh, checkbooks still. I write down I write down the checks, but I don't balance it. Like so every time you write a check, you don't write it down to the checkbook? No. No. I I go in my banking app and I I pull up I pull up the photo that they have in there of the check. Oh I'm truly impressed you guys still have checks. Like physical checks. Well sometimes, Pat, you need a check. Yeah. You have to have checks, Pat. I don't own I've never owned a check. In your life you've never owned a checkbook? No I mean, not as an adult, no. Javante? That's, that's impossible. No. Really? Yeah, when no, you, you guys are When you open a bank old. account, they give you checks. No, you can order them if you want, but you, they don't just give them to you. Wait a second. What? So you've never had a checkbook, and none of you keep paper. Like, I I, I can rem- I know one in my house right now, a paper receipt of the last dinner. This is so pathetic. My wife, now that I'm actually going to say this out loud, this is pathetic. The last dinner my wife and I had before we moved out of the city to where we live currently in Westchester County, New York. I remember us going out to dinner. I have the receipt and I kept the receipt because like like hey, this is our last like our last hurrah here in the city. I don't Do you still have it? I still have it. Are you a hoarder? I, I don't know what no, I don't I don't think that's, I am. That's very hoarder adjacent, Evan. It's weird. The more I think about it, it is very weird. If you so, get like a breakfast sandwich, do you keep the receipt? No, I would throw that out. But it, but if I have a meal that's over a certain amount of money, I will keep a receipt in case I need it for tax reasons, like if it's a business expense. You, you know you can screenshot it on your transactions page on your app, on your phone. Yeah, the more I'm talking this out, <laughs> the more like psychotic it actually feels. Because you have John Morant talking about keeping receipts, and you have Tua talking about keeping receipts, and the only thing I can actually think about are the actual paper receipts that I keep. I, I, you think I'm crazy now when people, if I went to buy a coffee and they say, would you like a receipt? I say, no, I'm good. I don't even take it with, I don't even have them print it out. I'm reducing my carbon footprint. It's unnecessary because I can find it digitally. It just feels like so unnecessary. Also, when are you going to need to prove that you had a coffee? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Well, then are you, Pat, are you putting it on the place that's selling the coffee that they shouldn't even offer the receipt? No, it's, like why they, do they, can do the offer, offer? they can offer it if they want. I mean, clearly people are taking them, Evan. Because there's, there's Evan Cohen's out there who need the receipt. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. That is the number on the Dr. Pepper call in line. We're getting more of your phone calls in on the Cinderella teams who could make a big run in the NFL playoffs. Plus, do you actually keep physical receipts? And if so, of what? Maybe I'm on an island alone on this, but every so often... Uh, kind of like Tua, I guess, and Mike McDaniel. I actually keep real receipts. Do you keep real receipts? 888-SAY-ESPN. Plus, we're keeping receipts on Aaron Rodgers. Next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you. CC back with us in the new year. So... There's a new wrinkle, Smalls, with the Aaron Rodgers conversation that I did not see coming personally. So first off, let's go back a couple of days. Rodgers was on with Pat McAfee and gave his explanation as to what happens the rest of the way this season. If I was 100% uh, today, um, I'd be definitely pushing to play. Um, but the fact is, I'm not. I've been working hard to uh, to get closer to that. But I'm still, you know, 14 weeks uh, tomorrow from my surgery. And... Uh, you know, being medically cleared uh, as 100% uh, healed is just uh, not realistic at uh, at 14 weeks. All right, so there's that. Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets yesterday, gave this update on Rodgers. We're still going to keep him on the active. You know, we've got the roster flexibility with all the different things that have happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. You know, like I said, it's all part of his rehab, and, you know, just having him out on the football field is, is a plus for everybody. It's a plus for him. It's a plus for his teammates. And uh, so we're, we're going to keep him on the 53. It's all part of his the rehab, so there would be days when he's out there, there, there's days when he's not. And like I said, we, we just have the roster flexibility. Otherwise, it, we probably wouldn't be able to afford to do this. He's not, he's not playing. Okay, he's not playing, mm-hmm. but he's going to be on the active roster. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be inactive on Sunday game days or is he going to be active? Because, I mean, what happens is if a guy is active, even if he's an emergency quarterback right now and other guys get hurt in the God forbid scenario, mm-hmm. you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time just sitting there. Who's a, who's eligible to play. Technically, yeah. What are we doing here exactly, Smalls? We're, we're doing the old Aaron Rodgers. Evan, we're making it confusing, and we're talking about it. We're generating headlines. This is so classic Aaron Rodgers. I would not be surprised if we see him out on the football field at some point this season. I know verbally that's what they're saying, but their actions have me raising an eyebrow. I'm just not so sold on the fact that he's not – he's been talking about this all year long. Ever since he got injured four plays into the season, Evan, he's been talking about his desire to come back this year. And even though the Jets are not in a playoff, they're not in a position to to make a playoff run, and that's certainly a factor in him wanting to play, I still think there's a part of him that wants to get out there and prove people wrong. And he runs the Jets. He has all the power. 
So I'm not surprised that they're still leaving a pathway open for him to get it done if he so chooses. I'm going to tell you something. I'm sitting here and I'm listening to Michelle Smallman speak. And I'm listening to your thoughts come out by way of words and wondering (laughs) the same thing that I'm wondering, which is I I have no ability to speak confidently on this because it's Aaron. Like, I now think he's going to play. I like my head went to the place of, wait, what is happening here? Right. Why would they keep him on the active roster? And don't give me, well, he could travel, he could do this, he could do whatever the hell he wants, Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to stop him from doing anything. Like, is there a chance he plays? I like, always have thought that. Well, you, you didn't think that the other day after his appearance on McAfee. How could you have thought that the other day, though? So I thought, remember you said, going into his game day, which is Tuesday, do we think he'll play? And I right. said, yes. Right. Now, when he said, I'm not 100%, right. and he intimated that he's not going to play, I thought, okay, he's telling the truth. But now, I think the door is open. I think the door is absolutely cracked, and he can kick it open if he wants to. This is a him decision. All along, I have said, this is an Aaron Rodgers decision. He has all the power with the Jets, and I think he wants to make a decision about his body. And so- if if... They're keeping him on the active roster, Evan. They're giving him a lane There's a to window. do it. There's, There's a, window. a window to do it. Yeah, there is a window here, right? Now, if he's part of the inactives every week, there's no window. If he's part of the active roster and every single Sunday, an hour, hour and a half before the game, when all of us are freaking out about the inactives because of our fantasy teams and our bets on ESPN bet, that if he's part of that inactive list every single Sunday, okay, fine. I t- You know, whatever. We take a step back. But... I don't know. Zach Wilson's in concussion protocol right now, right? Trevor Simeon, Brett Rippon, and Aaron Rodgers. If if Zach Wilson can't play and Trevor Simeon and Brett Rippon, God forbid, get hurt, what are they going to do? They're going to put Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall at quarterback? Or are they going to say, eight, you around, you available? They just leave this gray area if he's active on Sundays where it's not that crazy that he could actually play? What, what are we doing here? Why how, would you activate him? But how Aaron Rodgers is this, Evan, that he says he's going to come back. Then this week he's, he intimates that he's not. Robert Sala says he's not. But then they leave the gray area. Yes. They, they leave the gray area, which is open for interpretation, which is open for the sports world to try to analyze. What are they doing here? Are we going to see him? It, he's still relevant. The conversation about him playing and him returning is still relevant. It's so very Aaron Rodgers and so very New York Jets. And think about it this way. Remember when Robert Sala said, hey, the plan this year was to redshirt Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. And I came on the air on our show here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, CC back, Chris Canty back with us in the new year. I came on our show, and I said, I don't think the Jets understand what redshirt means. And you guys are like, what do you mean? I said, well, in college, redshirt, like, there's actually, like, they don't dress. You can't play them. Even if seven guys get hurt at your position, if the guy is literally in sweats, he can't go in. Not playing means not eligible to play. Right. Right? Like, every single week we're going to have this conversation. Let's say Zach Wilson concussion protocol and they shut him down for the rest of the season, just for argument's sake. And then let's say Trevor Simeon, again, God forbid, gets hurt this week, and they're left with Brett Rippon. What do you think is going to happen next week? All we're going to do is talk about, will Aaron Rodgers play? By not placing him on the IR or or taking him off the IR and, and putting him on the active list here, there's the gray area of conversation about the speculation could this guy actually play? 
by putting him on the IR, he's officially not playing. When you say he's not playing, but he's still active to potentially play, what are you doing? What is the point of this? Because typically, Evan, out of sight means out of mind. And this is not someone that wants to be out of mind. It's ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Matt in Atlantic City watching on ESPN2. What's up, Matt? Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Michelle. Merry Christmas to you both. Well, Chris um, is not here today, but I'm Evan. But no, no problem. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Evan. I, I, I apologize. The only okay. time that I keep receipt, the only time I keep receipts is when I'm going food shopping, and uh, you know how they tell you, well, you saved X amount of dollars. That's the only time I think it's a waste of trees paper. Um, the deep team that I think that can make a run in the playoffs is the Detroit Lions. I think they're the only threat to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, when Jared Goff, he's, when he's clicking, he's clicking. He's been there before in the big dance. Um, that team, they rally around, uh, uh, what's his name, Dan Campbell. So I, I think that the Detroit Lions can make a big, big run in the playoffs. And by the way, Evan and Michelle, yep. my Giants are going to be the Grinch that stole the Eagles Christmas. Thank you guys Ooh. very much. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I, listen, again, this is where the Cinderella conversation gets into the gray area like Rogers, right? Because the Lions, we look at historically and say they're a Cinderella, but the mm-hmm. Lions this year are really good. So Cinderella or not a Cinderella, I think is kind of the way you look at this because the Lions and the Browns fit under a different kind of category, let's say, than other Cinderella-type teams. And why are we talking about the Cinderellas? Because we got a Thursday night football game tonight between the Saints and the Rams, two teams that are 7-7, seven and seven, and one team with the Rams that I think it's not crazy to think that they could be a spoiler in the postseason. They, they could make a run potentially in the postseason. Browns are another team that people have brought up, as we mentioned, as a possible Cinderella. Their first ballot Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas, is going to join us in about 20 minutes, so we will ask him about that as well. Saints and Rams tonight, Thursday Night Football. Could either of them make a run? We'll discuss coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.